0: Happy Friday, faithful listeners. It is Jen here with p40ministries.com, and I am bringing you a brand new episode from Genesis chapter 19, and we are going to finish out the story of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, if you didn't listen to Wednesday's episode, go back and do that now because otherwise you may not be in the loop of what is happening. But I will do a quick recap here just for those who might have forgotten. So to start out... This city, Sodom and Gomorrah, well, they were actually two cities, but these two cities were extremely corrupt. And they were filled with all sorts of different kinds of evils. And, for example, when the two angels that had been visiting Abraham went into the cities to see how they were, these men, young and old, it says, and we don't know how young, and we don't know how old, but we know that all these men, surrounded Lot's home to try to rape these two men that came into the city. They were trying to force Lot to open the doors and bring out those two men so that they can do whatever they want to these two poor traveling men who happened to be angels. And I I said on my last episode on Wednesday that these two men, since they were angels, they were probably very handsome, very beautiful men. And these men in Sodom would have seen these two travelers probably look very different from normal humans. They would have seen these two travelers enter the city and they would have wanted them for themselves, probably in an act of orgy, since all these men came and tried to bust down Lot's door in order to get to these two men. So when Lot says no, these men start beating down on Lot. They're pressing him up against the door, practically ready to break the door. And they say to him, how dare you judge us? And they say, we're going to deal harsher with you than we would have with those two men that entered the city, meaning they're probably going to rape Lot. They're probably going to try to destroy Lot, try to kill him. Who knows what would have happened? But these two angels who were inside the house hearing all this open the door and throw Lot in, shut the door, and then they strike these men with blindness so that these men couldn't even find the door. They didn't know what was happening to them, and they end up leaving. So now these angels know the level of depravity that is happening within the city, because these men had absolutely zero right to come to somebody's home and demand that they rape two innocent travelers just trying to pass through the city. You know, we hear stories of rape nowadays and we can't stand that. We can't stand when we hear about a man who uses his power to rape a woman or uses his social standing to rape women. We can't stand that, but we get so angry at God for destroying people like in Sodom and Gomorrah for stories like this. But yet we can't stand it nowadays. How much more was God seeing this for years and years and years, probably hundreds of years, seeing this level of depravity and being merciful and waiting until there was no righteous people left except for Lot and his family. And so we can't exactly get angry at God for doing something like this. He was preserving humanity by doing this. And that's what I said in Wednesday's episode. So now let's read verses 15 through 29. I'm actually going to be reading out of the Living Bible translation. I've never actually read out of this version before, and I happened to stumble across it this morning, and I was like, oh, I really like that. So I like to change things up a little bit. I like to make things a little bit different and keep stuff interesting. So I'm going to be reading out of the TLB version of the Bible today. At dawn the next morning, the angels became urgent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here and get out while you can, or you will be caught in the destruction of this city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters, and he rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. Flee for your lives, the angel told him, and don't look back. "'Escape to the mountains. Don't stay down here on the plain, or you will die.'" "'Oh no, sirs, please,' Lot begged. "'Since you've been so kind to me and saved my life, and you've granted me such mercy, "'let me flee to that little village over there instead of into the mountains, "'for I fear disaster in the mountains. "'See, the village is close by, and it's just a small one. "'Please, please, let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is?' and my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I accept your proposition and won't destroy that little city, but hurry, for I can do nothing until you are there. From that time on, that village was named Zoar, meaning little city. The sun was rising as Lot reached the village. Then the Lord rained down fire and flaming tar from the heavens upon Sodom and Gomorrah and utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and the villages of the plain, eliminating all life, people, plants, and animals alike. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him, and she became a pillar of salt." That morning, Abraham was up early and hurried out to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked out across the plain to Sodom and Gomorrah and saw columns of smoke and fumes as from a furnace rising from the cities there. So God heeded Abraham's plea and kept Lot safe, removing him from the maelstrom of death that engulfed the cities. So now these two angels are talking with Lot in the morning after they spent the night. And they're saying, hurry up, hurry, because we are about to destroy this city. We have seen what is happening here and we are going to destroy it. And Lot is sitting there hesitating. I don't know if his faith was weak. I don't know if he didn't believe that these angels were telling the truth. But he says here in verse 16 that he was hesitating. And the angels end up seizing his hand. So they take his hand and they basically drag him, his wife and the daughters out of the city. And it says in verse 16, because the Lord was merciful. So Lot, in his lack of faith, is not believing what the angels are saying, or he doesn't want to leave the city. He likes it there. But the Lord is being merciful to him, probably for the sake of Abraham, honestly, because this was Abraham's a nephew who he was very concerned about during all of this. So God is being merciful to Lot and to Lot's family. And Lot is still hesitating. And the angels pull him outside the city and they say, flee for your lives. So get out of here. The angels told him and they say, and he says, don't look back escape to the mountains don't stay down here in the plains or you will die so this was clearly a valley that they were in right now and many people don't know where Sodom and Gomorrah was they some archaeologists believe that they did find Sodom but others claim that they're not so sure so we're still not 100% sure where Sodom and Gomorrah were located but many people speculate since that it was around the Jordan River and others speculate that it was in southern Syria, which borders Canaan at that time. So the angels say to Lot, flee to the mountains, otherwise you will die, and don't look back. And Lot says, no, please, since you've been so kind to me and saved my life, and you've granted me mercy. Let me flee to that little village over there. So he's pointing to a little village and he's like, let me go there because I, I, I'm scared to live in the mountains. I'm afraid that disaster is going to ha- to be upon me in the mountains is what he's saying. So he doesn't even trust that God has his back, even though God had just saved him from A burning city or a city that God was just about to destroy he doesn't believe that God is going to continue to protect him his faith is very very weak and he wants that city lifestyle he must have enjoyed the city because he went from living in the plains To moving his tent into the city and and actually having a home in the city, which is what I talked about on Wednesday. So he liked that city life. And he continues to like that city life. And he says, Please let me go into the village instead. I fear for my life if I go into the mountains. And he says, My life will be saved if I'm allowed to live in that village. And the angel and the angels were saying, Okay, fine. We accept your proposal, and we aren't going to destroy that little city. And he says, but hurry and get there because disaster is about to strike. And that little city ends up being named Zoar, which means little city. The sun is rising as Lot is reaching this little village. So this was all through the night, and the sun starts to rise, and the Lord It says in verse 24, it starts raining down this fire and this brimstone. And this version says the flaming tar from heaven upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And he utterly destroyed them, it says. He eliminated all the life. So it's possible that this sulfur that God was raining down from the heavens... You know, you can't breathe in sulfur. It'll kill you. And when I did my geology class, I learned a lot about volcanoes. And to me, this sounds like a a volcanic eruption. And many people also believe that, which is why a lot of people believe that this city was located in Syria, southern Syria, which has a lot of volcanic activity. And other people believe that that's not true. They believe it's still located in the south of the Jordan River. But it's possible that there was volcanic activity in that area because it did say that they were in a mountainous region because they were in the plains and they tell lot to escape into the mountains so it's possible that one of those mountains was a volcano that that's personally what I believe I did a little bit of research on this area but it's hard to tell because the you know this was thousands and thousands of years ago so we don't know how the earth looked back then. It could be vastly different. So Lot escapes into the village, but it says here that Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And that is in verse 26. Now, many people believe that when she looked behind her, God literally struck her and turned her into a pillar of salt. But there is another explanation to this. It's possible that she got burned up. She, she was tarrying behind, it says. So she was looking back, longing to still live in this city, upset that this was happening. She's way behind Lot and the two daughters because it says here that she was following along behind him. So many people believe that she was so far behind Lot and the two daughters that she got burned up along with the city because she was taking her time. And when that happened, she got burned up and she became salt. And you can actually read a note that the AMP version of the Bible says. It says, Lot's wife not only looked back to where her interests were, but perhaps lingered behind so far and was overtaken by the fire and the brimstone her dead body likely becoming continually encrusted with salt since this disaster occurred in the salt rich area around the dead sea and this is just another way to look at it if if this Sodom and Gomorrah was located near the dead sea rather than in Syria It's very possible that rather than God just striking her dead and her becoming a pillar of salt, her body got overtaken by the brimstone and got encrusted with salt. Because the Dead Sea has so much salt in it and it's such a salty region that it's possible that that also happened as well. And you can see in the AMP version, it says in verse 26, But Lot's wife from behind him foolishly and longingly looked back towards Sodom in an act of disobedience, and she became a pillar of salt. And there's actually where some of the archaeologists believe Sodom and Gomorrah is located. There's actually a salt area. And there's this one tall pillar of salt, and they call it Lot's wife and it's kind of interesting. you can take you can look up pictures of that and it doesn't look anything like you would expect it to look. It doesn't look like the shape of a woman. it's just a it's a pillar of salt and it's kind of interesting. but yeah there's a, there's a, a bunch of different ways you can interpret this and depending on where Sodom and Gomorrah was located, you can look at this in different ways and see the correlations that are happening here with the way geology works and volcanoes work and the salt in the area and whatever else. So it is is—it is very interesting. I, I had a lot of fun uh, researching this and looking this up. So after this, Abraham rises really early because he was probably stressed out all night because he was afraid that his nephew Lot was going to be destroyed along with the city that he lived in and he looks down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land and he sees the smoke going up almost like a kiln like a pottery furnace he sees the smoke rising and he knows that God did indeed destroy those two cities and it says in verse 29 that when God ravaged and destroyed the cities of the plain he remembered Abraham And for that reason, he sent Abraham's nephew, Lot, out of the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities in which Lot had lived. So this was God's mercy being shown not only to Lot, but also to Abraham. And just protecting Lot, even though Lot had chosen that lifestyle for himself. Lot didn't necessarily agree with what was happening there and he was the only righteous person left but also out of mercy for Abraham who was afraid for his nephew and for God's love of Abraham it says that he sent Abraham's nephew Lot out of Sodom and out of destruction this is more of just God's love being shown and protecting people who love him and who are righteous and who want to follow what he says this is God being merciful. He's always merciful. He gives many, many chances. And they do say that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah probably were around 700 years old by the time God destroyed them. So this is 700 years in the making, this is not just 50 years that, you know, we think of. No, this was a long, long time that these cities were just becoming more and more and more corrupt to the point where men are trying to beat each other down and rape each other in the streets and do all sorts of uh, murderous intent and selfish ambition and all sorts of horrible sins to each other. And like I said, we don't even know. The level of depravity we have a very small picture of what it says in genesis at the beginning of genesis chapter 19 but we don't know how far this went and i'm sure that if we did we would probably we would be appalled just as god was because we are appalled nowadays when similar things happen so this was a breakdown of genesis chapter 19 from 15 to 29. We will finish out this chapter on Monday. And like I said, this is one of the, I think, creepiest and strangest uh, chapters in all of Genesis. And you'll see why. I mean, you're already getting a glimpse as to why I think this is the creepiest chapter. It gets weirder, though, I promise. So um, join me then. We will discuss the last part of this on Monday. Join me at 6 a.m. But as usual, I ask that you go to my website, www.p40ministries.com, and take a look at the blog post I will have up tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. Every single Saturday, my blog updates at 6.30 a.m. and sign up for those emails so that you'll never miss my blog posts. And also go to my shop at the same website and take a look at my brand new designs that I have in the store. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas and new designs. Just take a look at them. Get some for yourself. Get a t-shirt for your family for Christmas. You can do whatever you want. But if you want to support P40 Ministries financially, that is an excellent way to do that. But I also just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in every single morning. I appreciate you guys so much. And as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.